It's the dictionary. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, word nerds. That's what I call you. My name is Spencer. Welcome to my podcast called The Dictionary. And if you didn't know that, what? how did you turn on this show, this podcast? Maybe it's on YouTube. It probably says The Dictionary right across the front of it. Anyway, let's get into the words today. Um, I am recording this on January 17th, 7.04 a.m., and it's still so cold out there that my watch won't even load the weather. It won't even say what the temperatures are because they're so low and cold. The first word in this episode is equally. E-Q-U-A-L-L-Y. Adverb from the 14th century. Number one, in an equal or uniform manner, and the synonym is evenly, as in sharing the money equally. What a what a concept to share the money equally, to share the wealth, to make sure that everybody can be on the same page financially. Whoa, what? Uh, number two. To an equal degree, as in, respected equally by young and old. That's a hard thing to do. How can you be respected by the young and the old? The young and the old don't see, to, uh, don't see eye to eye on anything. If you can be respected by all of them together, you are in that sweet spot. Maybe, maybe I'm in that sweet spot because I'm not young and I'm not old. I'm right in the middle. Uh, let's see. Anything else? I don't know. Uh, equally, equally, just in an equal way. Equally, equally. That just, yeah. Okay. Uh, why did my cat sit on my microphone? There are no cats in this place. And why are there all these fuzzes and hairs on my microphone? Who did this? It did fall on the floor a couple of days ago. That's probably what it was. Uh, okay. Sound effect is going to be. The next word is equal opportunity employer. Three words, noun from 1963. That was quite a long time ago. That was 60 years ago. It would have been great if we got this 60 years earlier than that. This is an employer who agrees not to discriminate against any employee or job applicant so people who work for them or people who would like to work for them, because of race, color, religion, national origin, sex, physical or mental disability, or age. And the one thing that I didn't see in there, well, there's probably more than one, but definitely one that's missing from this a little bit older definition, because this book is a little bit older, is gender. Sex is in there, but since this book has been written, gender has uh, taken a bit more of a front seat in a lot of ways. Uh, and so I think that's probably in a new a new definition. In fact, let's just go ahead and type in all of these words um, and let's see what the official current January 2024 definition says. Um, let's see where, here we go. The law of federal, 
First federal law designed to protect most U.S. employees from employment discrimination based on the employees or applicants. Race, color, religion, sex, or national origin it doesn't say anything about gender. Wait, wait, wait. On June 15, 2020, the United States Supreme Court ruled that workplace discrimination is prohibited based on sexual orientation or transgender status. Ruled that workplace discrimination is prohibited. Prohibited. You cannot discriminate against sexual orientation or transgender status. doesn't say gender in general, the general gender, but uh, we're on the right track. I guess maybe they are including sex in with gender, which doesn't work. Doesn't though those are different. They are just are different. Um, are, I guess it depends on who. I don't know. We're not going to get into that right now. Um, yes, it entails things such as firing, hiring, promotions, transfer, wage practices, and it is also illegal to discriminate in advertising, referral of job applicants, or classification. This was a very big thing that happened in, it said, 1963. Uh, this says 1964. Mm-hmm, hmm 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 Uh, yeah, anyway, it's good that we got this. Let's keep it up. Are there, are there anything is there anything that's missing from that list? Do you have strong opinions about anything that's list li, missing from that list that we should also not discriminate against? Are all of the bases covered? Um, I don't know. Let me know. What do you think? Next is equal protection. Equal protection. Two words. Noun from 1953. A guarantee under the Fourteenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution that a state must treat an individual or class of individuals the same as it treats other individuals or classes in like circumstances. So if you're going to treat this person or this group of people one way in this situation, then in the same situation, you got to treat a different person or a different group of people the same way. Equal protection. We're protected equally. That's how it should be done. Are people doing this all the time? Probably not, but they should be. Don't be biased. That's what this is saying. Okay. Equal sign. Two words. Noun from circa 1909. 1909. Did we not have the equal sign before 1909? That rhymed. Uh, maybe we just didn't call it an equal sign? What would it have been called before that? Hmm. Anyway, this is a sign, and then it shows the equal sign, which is two horizontal lines. They look like two hyphens stacked on top of each other. And it is indicating mathematical or logical equivalence. It is called also equality sign or also equals sign, equals plural, equals sign or equality sign. Maybe equality sign was, uh, or both of those were the older ways to say that pre-1909. Um, yeah, this is a good sign. We love to make things equal. Um, I don't know if this is going to, this This will probably be in the book somewhere, but there's also a version where it's got the two lines and then it has an angled, it has a slash through it, and that means that to show things that are not equal. 
Um, equal sign. Uh, the equal sign or a version of it gets used here to show the double bond. If it's if we're seeing those chemical symbols like C double bonded to C carbon to carbon, I think it might be a little bit of a longer equal sign, but that's a different thing. Uh, there, every once in a while, I see a bumper sticker. I see a sticker on people's cars that's a square, and I think it's uh, it's either blue or yellow and there's an equal sign and I didn't know what that was when it first uh, appeared I didn't know what it was for years but then I think I later realized it's all about uh, LGBTQIA equality either the person uh, is gay and they are showing that that they are gay and in, in their their support or it's a non-gay person showing their support they're an ally or an ally gator uh, and so yeah if you see that around it's an equal sign it's like, hey, and maybe maybe these days, I don't even know, maybe it's not just for the the queer community. Maybe it's for other things just to show, hey, dude, let's just be equal. Can't we all be equal? That's what we want. Okay, the next word is equanimity or equanimity. Uh, this is a noun from circa 1616, one evenness of mind, especially under stress. Who, as in, nothing could disturb his equanimity. He is in a state, he's just chilling, he, he's got calmness, evenness of mind, he's not freaking out in times of stress, he's able to keep his heart rate low, he's able to keep his mind just, just chilling, and and having some good thoughts and being able to figure out how do we get out of this stressful situation or not how do we get out of it, how do we just stay in calm in a stressful situation is really important. I don't always have that, but I'm trying. Number two, this is right disposition. And right is R-I-G-H-T, right disposition, as in, um, well, the synonym is balance, uh, as in physical equanimity. So, well, I mean, very literally, are you balanced? Are you symmetrical? Um, are you one of those arm wrestlers who has a really strong, big one arm, but a normal strength other arm? Those are those people are always funny to see to me. It's like, you are so unbalanced. You don't have physical equanimity. Um, what else about physical equanimity? Um, yeah, I don't know. Just balanced. You got to do leg day. I don't do so much leg day. I don't do a whole lot of other days, but I definitely don't do so much leg day. And I got, I got kind of chicken legs because of it. But if you're going to work on your upper body strength and you might get all buff up there, but then you got these little skinny chicken legs, they, you don't have physical equanimity there. You got you got to do the whole thing, the whole thing, the mind, the body, and that's everything. Uh, we've got some synonym information: equanimity, composure, and what's this word? Sangfroid, S A N G F R O I D, sangfroid. That's a fantastic word. I've never seen this word before. Anyway, these three words mean evenness of mind under stress, and that's the end of the sentence. 
Evenness of mind under stress. Equanimity uh, suggests a habit of mind that is only rarely disturbed under great strain. So sometimes just, but it's rare. Uh, as in, accepted her troubles with equanimity. This is what I'm trying to do. You sometimes, like last night, last night I came home from work and I was just like, I'm gonna just in a bad mood, some brain chemical thing. I don't know. It's just like sometimes you get you get feeling poopy. But I have learned over the years that this is just it's just fine. It's just it just comes and goes. You gotta the good times come with the bad times and vice versa. The bad times come with the good times. And you gotta just accept that they are temporary and that's it. And they're gonna go away. And then there's going to be some good times coming in. Good times. Okay, so yes, uh, sometimes you get disturbed under great strain, but you can try to not be disturbed all the time. That's equanimity. Our next word, composure, implies the controlling of emotional or mental agitation by an effort of will or as a matter of habit. Okay. The controlling of emotional or mental agitation, so from your your own will, your own control, your own perseverance um, and habit, making this a habit over and over again, you can uh, control your, your emotional or mental agitation or how much agitation you will allow yourself to feel. That's composure. As in the example, maintaining his composure even under hostile questioning. And there we're using the word even not as something that's equal, but as um, opposed to something else, or what's another way to describe that? Um, even under hostile question questioning. Even, especially under that circumstances, he is maintaining his composure. Hostile questioning? What is he being questioned for? Did you do the murder of the butler? We're questioning you hostily. Oh, but you're keeping your composure. You 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 must have spent many years practicing this habit. Uh, okay, here's this word. Sangfroid implies great coolness and steadiness under strain, as in handled the situation with professional sangfroid. And how I have, how, how, how have I never heard this word before? Amazing. Great coolness and steadiness under strain. Surgeons must have uh, some composure and definitely some sangfroid. I really hope I'm saying it right. Handled the situation with professional sangfroid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. This word is from, I mean, you could imagine what the etymology is, but specifically, this is from the Latin word, uh, aequanimitas, aequanimitas, or aequanimitas, which is from aequo, aequo animo, it's two words, aequo animo, uh, and that means with even mind. It's all about the mind, specifically this word equanimity or equanimity, evenness in the mind. Okay, I was more than I was expecting for that word. Next, we've got 
equate or equate. This is a verb from the 15th century starting with transitive, 1A, to make equal, and the synonym is equalize, which did we have that? Yes, we had that at the end of the previous episode. Making something equal is, you are equating it. You are equating one thing with another thing to show that they are that they are equal. I think my mustache hairs are poking me in the nose. 1B, to make such an allowance or correction in as will, I think I'm reading this wrong, as will reduce to a common standard or obtain a correct result. To make such an allowance or correction in as will in, a correction in, as will reduce to a common standard or obtain a correct result. So basically what this is saying is that, you know, when you're doing maybe your your algebra or something, you've got two sides of the formula. What can you do to those two sides to make them equal? How do you equate them? You minus the two and add the J and those sorts of things. I think, I think that's what it is. Um... Yeah, you're making corrections or allowances. Okay, number two. To treat, represent, or regard as equal, equivalent, or comparable. As in, equates disagreement with disloyalty. Oh, so if somebody is disloyal to you, they're not loyal, they went off and went to work for somebody else or went to hang out with somebody else... You're like, oh, well, you're disloyal, so uh, clearly you disagree with me. Those things are equal. I'm equating those. Or vice versa, uh, maybe if you disagree with this person and then they're like, uh, well, if you disagree with me, then you must be disloyal, so off with your head. You don't get no cake. Uh, Treating, representing, or regarding as equal, equivalent, or comparable. Uh, We have one intransitive, which is to correspond as equal. To correspond as equal. No example. Not entirely sure how that gets used. Uh, Okay. Equation is next. Uh, You can have that hard sound, equation, or just equation, equation. Noun from the 14th century, 1A. The act or process of equating. I'm doing an act of equating, so I did an equation. 1B1, an element affecting a process. The synonym is factor. This is the thing, the thing that affects a process. That is the equation? I don't think I've heard it used that way. You know, you math people, you know, you use it all the time probably. 1B2, A complex of variable factors. All these factors that are variable all together, they're a complex, they are the equation. 1C, a state of being equated, specifically, a state of close association or identification, as in, this is a quote, bring governmental enterprises and payment for them into immediate equation. And that is from R.G. Tugwell. R.G. Tugwell said, Bring governmental enterprises and payment for them into immediate equation. And what did R.G. mean? That uh, those are being in a state of being equated. 
Yep. They are being equated. What what what's being equated? Governmental enterprises and their payments. Hmm. What I guess is that uh, that they're maybe they're not being paid well. So to equate them to make make them have an equation, uh, they got to be equated, equalized, and uh, pay them more because that's what they deserve. Two a, a usually formal statement of the equality or equivalence of mathematical or logical expressions. That's probably where I'm most used to seeing equation. 2b. An expression representing a chemical reaction quantitatively by means of chemical symbols. I do remember doing this in chemistry class. I don't remember the context. I don't remember the details, but we were doing something to show that this side of this equation equals this side of the equation. And I'd, what, what did we do? To, to, I don't remember the specifics. I didn't follow up with chemistry after that. But yes, something, something about chemistry. I had the best chemistry teacher, Mr. Carpenter. I think that was his name. I don't remember most of my teacher's names, but I remember him, and he was a good one. He was... He was a good teacher, he taught well, and he made it fun and interesting and entertaining. He was a funny guy, and that helped. Uh, let's see. Any? There's no etymology for equations, so we got to move on to... Equational. Or uh, equational? Equa- equational? Equational. Hard j or soft shush. Shush. Adjective from 1864. One of using or involving equation or equations. If you're using equations, you are, that whole action is equational. Two, dividing into two equal parts. And this is used especially of the mitotic cell division, usually following reduction in meiosis. Dividing into two equal parts. So, this, this cell is dividing into two equal versions, and that is equational. Not sure how it gets used in context. Uh, equationally is an adverb. Equation of time. This is something I have never heard of this. Three words from 1667. Does time even exist the difference between apparent time and mean time usually expressed as a correction which is to be added to apparent time to give local mean time. Okay, I think this has something to do with time zones. It was kind of confusing. Sorry, my tag was messing with me, so I had to fix it. Uh, the difference between apparent time and mean time usually expressed as a correction which is to be added to apparent time to give local mean time. Well, the only thing I can think of is when you're when you're dealing with time zones, you're setting maybe like a setting on a uh, a piece of technology. A camera is how I usually deal with it. Or maybe on a website or a calendar, you have to set your time zone, and it shows plus or minus numbers uh, based on I think Greenwich Mean Time. That's sort of what we're all basing this on. It's not the international dateline. You'd think it would be, but no, it's in the middle. 
Um, and so all the time zones are plus or minus hours or half hours from that mean time. So it's I think it has something to do with that, but I'll put a link in the show notes for equation of time um, just to give a bit more information on what this is because I'm a little bit confused. Okay, are you ready? We have one more word for this episode. We have the word... If you're watching the video, you can see my head go around, around like the equator, E-Q-U-A-T-O-R. That would be a weird name for a superhero or a villain. Noun from the 14th century, number one, the great circle of the celestial sphere whose plane is perpendicular to the axis of the earth. I think you probably all know what the equator is, but let's break it down based on what this definition said. It's a big old circle around our Earth, that sphere, and its plane is perpendicular to the axis of the Earth. So if you got... Do I have a ball here? Well, I have this... I don't know why I have this other microphone fuzzy thing. It's kind of like a ball. I think that's all I have handy. Yeah, probably... Um, so let's say, let's put it in the light. Let's say this is the earth. The axis is, well, you know what? Even easier. I can use this microphone thing and let's bring it over here. (laughs) Okay. This is weird. Um, so let's say this is the earth and let's go that way, but then it can't listen to me so well. Let's say, let's say the axis, the North Pole is up here and the South Pole is down here. We're going to assume, we're going to just pretend that this is spherical, spheroid. The equator, the plane, is perpendicular. The axis goes this way between the North and the South Poles. The equator's plane is perpendicular, so it goes this way. So it goes around like that. Make sense? Okay, good. Number two. A great circle of the earth or a celestial body that is everywhere equally distant from the two poles and divides the surface into the northern and southern hemispheres. How that's different from the other one, I'm not sure. It's still a great circle of the earth or another celestial body. Everywhere equally distant from the two poles. So when you are on the equator, any point around the earth you are equally distant from the North Pole and the South Pole. Same distance from you to the North Pole, also from you to the South Pole. And it's the same all around the equator. Um, But again, not sure how that's different from number one. And divides the surface into another... Yeah. 3A. A circle, it's not a great circle, it's just a circle, or circular band dividing the surface of a body into two usually equal and symmetrical parts. So here we're not talking about the Earth or something else out in space, just dividing anything. So if I were to take this microphone foamy thing and put a rubber band around the center of it, creating two pretty close to equal halves, that where I put that rubber band, that would be the equator of the fuzzy microphone top. Yeah, you could put an equator around anything as long as it is dividing it into usually equal and symmetrical parts. Now, if you put a rubber band, some sort of band around my belly, the weight of the top and the half part 
might be pretty equal. You'd have to find where the weight would be evenly distributed, but they're not symmetrical. My top half is not symmetrical to my bottom half. Those are very different. Legs and arms are similar, but legs and head and brain and chest and heart and lungs are very different. 3B. The synonym is equatorial plane, which is going to be in the next episode. As in, the equator of a dividing cell. So when the cell divides, that part where it is dividing is probably the equator. Equator. Number four, the synonym is great circle. Just great circle. What? That circle is so great and big and divides our planet equally. Those were all of the words. We said them all. So now I shall pick a word of the episode. All of my songs are the same. I'm going to pick a word of the episode. We had today equally equal opportunity employer, equal protection, equal sign, equanimity, equate equation, equational equation of time, and equator. I think I just have to pick equal protection as the word of the episode because that's uh, something that's real important. Equal protection is really important. Go make sure that we have equal protection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. I think that was just fine. A fine song and fine words today. Everything is fine in dictionary land. What else is fine are some movies that I watched. Um, Any excuse for me to talk about movies. Let's see. Rear Window, 1954. Uh, there's been at least one remake, and I think that there's been another, uh, at least one other movie that wasn't a remake, but it was maybe like sort of based on it. Anyway, this is the original. This was probably the second time I had seen it. I don't remember if I talked about this in the previous episode. If I did, I apologize. Let's just real quick say, um, maybe I did talk about this. That was just yesterday that I recorded it. The set is very cool. Let's move on to another one, because I think I talked about that. But I'm a cheerleader. I hadn't seen this movie since it came out in, like, 2000. And uh, it's very, uh, very stylized, which is very fun. And this was one of, I think, those early, uh, I mean, let's just say pro-gay movies. It's very satirical, very satirical. It's about a high school girl who everybody around her is like, you're gay, you are, and she doesn't realize it, but unfortunately, they want her to go to a conversion therapy school thing program to to become straight, and of course, that's not equal protection, that's not good, but they have fun, and there's comedy, they throw in some comedy uh, to lighten the situation of what often in the real world, is a very bad situation um, of conversion therapy. RuPaul is in it. Fantastic. Wonderful cast. Some young people who... uh, Well, Natasha Lyonne, she is the lead character, and uh, she's great, and she, she is still doing great stuff. Okay, that's great. We're all great. Everything's great. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.